Welcome to The Winsome Creationist, where we explore God's world using a model-building approach, interact with a gracious tone, and take a firm stand on the literal truth of creation found in God's Word. Join host Steve Schramm and occasional guest as they explore the mysteries and majesties from creation to the flood, Babel to the cross, and everywhere in between. And now, here's your host. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Winsome Creationist. I am pleased to have with me. Uh, he's technically a first-time guest, but I played an old recording uh, a few months ago now that me and him did together uh, on another podcast uh, for y'all. So if you heard that, then you've met Pat here before. Uh, but this is my good friend, Pat Mingarelli. He's out with a brand new book, a brand new devotional uh, that I am really excited to dive into. It looks great. Um, it reads great. And I'm, I'm so pumped to talk about it. So uh, Pat, I would love for you to just kind of talk talk about yourself for a minute. You know, who are you? What's your background? And, and um, you know, what, what kind of got you into writing the book and everything? Okay. Um, well, I'm a lifelong photographer, uh, went to college for photojournalism, worked for a newspaper for a little bit. And, uh, then uh, I got a position with a Christian magazine, uh, which was called worldwide challenge. And it was, it, uh, was part of, uh, at that time was called campus crusade for Christ. And it was the oh. ministry's mouthpiece to give it. And we just and I got the opportunity to travel the world covering the different uh, ministries that Campus Crusade was doing and uh, the different college campuses, different countries. So it was a great position, really liked it. And it just kind of uh, was my thing back in the day. And then I left Campus Crusade because I had it on my heart to celebrate God as creator through photography. So I, I started to pursue that in uh, various ways and different kind of ministry opportunities. And uh, what that kind of has led to was this, I had a, a speaking ministry at one time where I was speaking about, it was called Creation Speaks. And that's probably what you're, I think when, when we talked before for the other, for the other, um, the other podcast that you had and you replayed that, that was uh kind of what we talked about at that time. And that was just, you know, talking about how creation reveals God to us and speaks to our heart, mind, and soul about God. And from there, I went on to doing some other things. Currently, what I do is I have a, a website called the Visual Bible Verse of the Day, which is, a, uh, and a, that website is visualverse.thecreationspeaks.com, visualverse.thecreationspeaks.com. And that website um, is a photograph I've taken of God's creation, along with a Bible verse every day that I post, and then a short little devotional thought. Not very, not very long, not very deep, but just something to think about as you go about your day. And so I do that. And I also, uh, as kind of along with that, uh, what I was doing with the creation speaks and now with the visual verse of the day, I, I, I kind of expanded a, on that in the devotional I've written and the devotional was, um, kind of came about, I don't know if I'm going the right way on your question or not, if I'm going too long. Let me perfect. Know. Yeah, no, let's go. I'll yeah. just kind of go from one thought to the other. Which... <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so th that devotional, uh, kind of came out of just ideas I 
I've things I've um, like with the website kind of going a little deeper than the website would go. So, yeah. and that, that devotional came out in June and I can go deeper into the idea behind a devotion all right now and what, it, what the contents is, or do you have another? Yeah, no, I mean that, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, I, th- I think I have to say, uh, you should definitely check out, uh, Pat's websites. His, um, the approach is unique, right? It's a, it's a very, it's a very unique approach, um, that you take both on the website and that you expand on, um, in, in the devotional. In fact, I've never really seen anything quite like it. It makes it, makes it really, uh, special because a lot of times when we are, uh, you know, basically us creation nerds, right? If you're listening to this channel, you're either a creation nerd or a hater, right? It's one of the two. There, there's nobody in between uh, watching uh, my YouTube channel here. Um, that you know, they're either looking for uh, something to poke a hole in, uh, or they um, are fascinated by God's creation. And a lot of times. I think what we're doing is, and it's okay. This is on my brain because uh, an article that I wrote for Premier Christianity earlier today, I used this sort of analogy in a different context. And so I think it's appropriate, but a a lot of this stuff is a little bit like how many angels can dance on the head of a pin kind of thing uh, in creationism. You know, we're, we're thinking about theology and it gets kind of esoteric pretty quickly. And, you know, you do have people who ask, well, why are you guys fighting about the age of the earth and all of this when, when really what we should be doing is just acknowledging God as creator. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain truth to that, of course. Um, but of course, at, also God wants us to search out his mysteries and God wants us to learn more about him. And so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is your work as a whole is a is really a breath of fresh air in the context of this stuff because we're normally just like you know either we're either throwing fireballs you know at from one side of the creationism debate to the other at each other or we are huddling up together in our ultra nerdy science conferences and uh your material pat's material is is honestly just an opportunity to slow down take a breath to actually look at what God has created and engage with it um, and, and engage with it in a way that connects what you're seeing with what you know to be the truth of scripture. And I think that's, just, again, that's a powerful aspect of everything that he's done. Um, but you especially see it in the book. So with that in mind, and you can feel free to comment on as much of that well, as you want to, but yeah, go ahead. When I had the creation speaks ministry where I was speaking about that, a lot of it, because I'm not a scientist, and I, I like to read articles a little bit on creationist mm-hmm. websites and things like that, and I like find them fascinating. But I think, and you were kind of speaking about this, what what's missed in creationism is experiencing God in and through the creation, mm-hmm. and that's what. Man. My creation speaks came from in the book that I that I've written, which is called um, "Drawing Near: Experiencing God and His Creation." The original foundation, the original start of that book was, um, if I can remember, the first title. I well, the working title was um, "Beyond Genesis," and the focus mm. of that was. I had a little subtitle, can't remember that, but the book was Beyond Genesis. That was the idea. And it was to focus on Bible verses 
about creation beyond Genesis and what those Bible verses tell us about God and how creation reveals God to us. And it was, it wasn't so much about the science and the nerdy ideas, but the, but the way God personally reveals himself as creator, because if we go back to when the Bible was written, those people weren't scientists. They were, when they spoke of creation, they were speaking of it, how they experienced it in their life. They weren't studying the molecules and, and the physics and the biology. They just saw how it is. And that's how most people today still experience it when we go out in it and and or else we're you know on some creationist tour and they're explaining all that to us yeah. uh and so i was coming out with a book like that now it changed because it became more of a, a way to draw near to god and that's where the title comes from is drawing near mm-hmm. to god through his creation, because we can draw near to God in his creation. We can escape the madness and the distractions of this world, which are, which are so there. There's so many of them today. You know, we got our, you know, the 24 hour news cycle, our phones, our notifications, whatever it is, you know, how many of us, we get on our, our phone and our computer to do something. We next find ourselves lost in our email before even go to what we're supposed to do. And, uh, and so there's so much noise and, but when we step outside and we keep that phone off or keep it on airplane mode and we step out of the man-made world into the God-made world, it just opens us up to a, a, a connection with God and to seeing him. Yeah. And that's what the book kind of is now about. It's, uh, yeah. it's just, I like to say in, 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 a, in a simple nutshell, it is a book that com- combines, well, it's a, a book with uh, photographs of nature, Bible verses of nature, and then devotional thoughts that help us connect with, that lead us to a secluded place to meet with God. And yeah. So that's kind of- I, I totally sense that. Yeah. yeah. When, when reading it. So, so this helps me because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hundred miles an hour, you know, kind of guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm like yeah. that. I do. I, I try to set boundaries. I, I really do. Um, but for the most part, I'm a hundred miles an hour. And you know that a little bit about me. I, I've always got something going on. I've always got more going on than I can, than I can possibly do. And I always and, wonder how you do it. Well, I literally had this thought. So I had this thought yesterday that, and, you know, I'm addicted to chaos. And, and I think that's true of a lot of entre- entrepreneurial types, right? We're, we're sort of, we're sort of addicted to chaos. Like I literally, I bought another domain name today for an idea that I had <laughs> that I think is cool. And I'm like, you know, it's there, it's going to sit there in my account. If I ever do anything with it, fine. If I don't fine, but at least I have the, the name and I have the idea, you know? And so, um, so I, I tend to find, you know, the stuff that you describe experiencing nature if you will um boring right so so uh, but i, I want to go somewhere with this right because okay. I, your book is really helpful because as i was reading it i thought no this is cool because what i don't find boring is is the study of god's creation as it relates to god's word i yeah. love to study god's word 
And I love to be in nature, but like if I go out in nature for five hours, I'm going to be bored to tears. I'm going to be, because my brain is just thinking, I got to go, I got to go somewhere. I got to do something. And, and so uh, what your book is sort of an invitation to do, I think, is to uh, create this sense of almost what the biblical writers were experiencing when they were writing. Um, because you start each one, and we'll talk about the structure here in a minute too. Because, but you start each one with the script. You, well, you got the picture, right? You got the picture, and then the title that you gave the day. And then when you flip the page or whatever, you've got um, in the word, I think, first. And and so you actually have first what what the biblical writer said, and almost instantaneously. Like, there's a couple where it's not this way, but like for a lot of them, like instantly, you sort of can create the connection between the picture that you took and then the Bible verse that's there. And it's like, wow. Like to think that they were seeing something similar to this, maybe, you know, that they thought of when they were writing this. And then as you go further, like it's a great book because then you start digging into the context and then, and, but neither of these are, you know, none of them are very long. They're all very manageable. And so it really helps create that connection, if you will, for me, between my nerdier side of wanting to know and understand what the Bible teaches and what it says, but, but pulling in the time to slow down and look at the beauty of creation to kind of make the point. Right. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think going to my website where it's a visual Bible verse of the day, I originally started that with just a photo and a verse. And I thought, you know, Bible verses of the day are everywhere. And they really, without, they, some, they're just, who knows what the Bible verse is really talking about when you're just throwing right. it out there, you know? And uh, just the verse. And, just a verse all by itself. So I started yeah. to add a little bit of a devotional thought to that. And, yeah. and, and I, as I, and I realized what I'm still doing is too short, but it's just kind of the format of it. And, and I think today people, I know today people like the Bible verses of the day and not really giving scripture too much thought, too much depth. So when I went to the book, yeah. I wanted to be sure I gave context to the, to the, to, um, to, to the, to, to the scripture, to what was going on in there. And I want, I wanted to, to give that, that, um, that depth, that meat. So people knew what the birth, the, the verse was, was about, or what kind of background to it. Cause people don't know that today. They grab verses and just kind of, yeah. yeah. Whatever. So pull, that's why pull I, out that of I have a nerdy side too. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Cause I, I I'm interested. So it, so like in the book, the way you've got it structured just for everybody. Um, and maybe I can like in the post-production or something, like fly up a picture of this or something, what you should really just do is go get the book. Um, that's what I, you should do. I, I have, the, I have the, Oh, you talking to me to go get the book or for people? To no, go? no, no, no. Sorry. No. To, to the audience. I want the audience to go buy the book so they can okay. see it for themselves. Uh, but I was Great. just going to share that. Um, uh, and if you want to get it and show, cause show I, I have the book here to show people yeah. right here. Oh that's yeah. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. That's what I thought you so, yeah, that's fine too. So, right, but you've got these sections for each devotional in the Word, right? So there's the scripture in context, which I love. This is so helpful to to actually just see. Okay, well, this is what was going on in the in like for the writer when he was writing this 
these words, right? Which is like huge. Um, and then you've got in nature, right? So you then take it back to the photo and make a point about how uh, in nature we see this principle working out. And then you've got in us, which is this idea of like, okay, how do we now actually apply it to our lives? And then in prayer, which is giving glory to God for it and asking for his help. I think this format and structure is amazing. And so if there's anything you want to say about the format and structure beyond what we've talked about, like, please feel free to elaborate because I've never seen anything like this personally. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I just... I wanted to to go deep in this and to to go deep as I could in just two paragraphs, you know, and I and I worked that mm -hmm. so that I wanted that context there, but then I wanted to 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 make that connection with nature and what we can see as nature, kind of what you were mentioning before about this is what that guy saw or the, you know when they, when they were writing these things and when they were uh, using these metaphors that they often use in the Bible to tell us something about God. Um, Cause yeah. a lot of times nature is used. The most common one I like to think of God as a rock. Well, that's a, that's a metaphor from nature to give us, tell us something about God, but there's other ones in there as well. You know, lion of Judah, that's another metaphor from nature yeah. to tell us something about God. And so that's kind of where I was going with that when I bring it into nature. So what, and then what do we experience in nature that can connect us to this Bible verse or can tell us something about God? Uh, so that's kind of, that's where that in nature yeah. part comes from. And then of course I had to bring it home to in us um, to make it personal. What is it? So God's the great, just kind of to give a, just um, a general uh, idea of what it is. So God's the great creator. What does, what does that mean to me? Well, if God's the great creator and he created you, how then did he create you? And how then, mm. if God cares for his creation, how much more does he care for you as one of the pinnacles of his creation? Um, yeah. If God is a stable rock, what does that stability mean to me in my life that I could hang on to God in my unstable, unstable time. So I wanted to bring it home to us. And then of course I have at the end, a little prayer just to, you know, kind of wrap things up. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a section there for notes too. So you can yep. actually take notes on your, uh, on, on your ideas as you're, as you're going through it. Um, I, I love the format. I, so I'm interested and I don't know what your, you know, what your long-term plans are. And, and you probably, you know, you may not either. I don't know. Um, but I, it strikes me that, you know, talking about the nerdy side a little bit, um, it strikes me that there could be an opportunity here, you know, to, to do something that is not in the devotional format, um, but that still, you know, sort of uses these same sort of ideas. You know, I, in other words, I, I think there's, I think there's a potential for, um, um, for, uh, yeah, for for having a for having a book that sort of like has the same foundational idea, like maybe you're starting with a photograph of nature, and then that prompts some sort of uh, biblical idea or notion about God, and then but the actual content of the book is a little more didactic in nature, right? A little more a little more teaching and a little more uh, hmm. just about creation in general. So I, I think there's something there. I don't know, play with that idea maybe, uh, but because uh, I like the devotional format, but I also like the um, you know 
like sit down for two hours and just keep reading uh, an awesome book, you know, from, right. from point A to point, like just one basic quick example. When I first started doing creation ministry stuff, um, one of the little eBooks I was going to create, which I never got around to creating, but one of the things that I was going to create was going to be a little eBook about um, basically five um, animals and what they teach us about God. Right. Um, and, and so like, uh, one example would, would be the, uh, would be the ant. Right. And so there's a lot that you could say about how, um, about ants teach us something about God. There's actually, um, a, a book that I have on my shelf called God in the world of insects. Um, that I think kind of does what, I'm suggesting here. And so maybe subconsciously that's where I got the idea from, but it really takes the world of insects and there's some photography and everything involved in it as well. Um, and it, it takes a academic almost approach to talking, um, about how the world of insects, uh, glorifies God. And it talks about all these specific examples of the design of the bumblebee and like the patterns of ants and, um, all kinds of different stuff like butterflies and, and things like that. So anyway, I think there's something there. I think, I think nature is a, um, well, it's, it's evident from your book that nature tells us a lot about God. Um, but I think it's almost, um, inexhaustible what all it tells us about God. Oh, you know, I think about another book too. Um, Kurt Wise's book called Devotional Biography, uh, or excuse me, excuse me, Devotional Biology, right? It's a biology textbook for high school students, but it is devotional in nature, right? It goes out of the way to talk about how, um, yeah, like how these animals, how these, how, how the world of biology sort of glorifies the Lord. And so, um, yeah, I think it's very, uh, it's just a fascinating trajectory to go rather than being so esoteric all the time. So, um, uh, so I have a question because um, I noticed that, um, and this this uh, might be more of a personal question. I don't know. So if you want me to not not put this part out there, I will. I don't know. But um, I'm curious about uh, like getting the book published, right? You actually seem to work with the publisher on this, right, Morgan James? I don't know if there was anything special that happened with that, or if there's a story there, or 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 if there's not. <laughs> oh, there is, there is a story there. I was uh, just like. Most authors today, I was looking to get the book self-published, um, and but just like everything else in the, so much else in the world is who you know, and who your connections are. And I was in a uh, a mastermind with a a group of uh, uh, Christian business entrepreneurs, and uh, I talked about the book a couple times and I was finally like, I got to get my book done. I've just, this is it where I'm, I'm going to go use this online publisher um, that kind of has a lot of flexibility into it and where it, where it goes. And it wasn't the, uh, the one on Amazon. It was kind of more diverse than that. And mm-hmm. although they could sell there. So I was just saying, I was going to go do it. And then a, one of the guys in the mastermind says, Hey, I got a friend and his friend, um, is the publisher of it was a is the is the publisher of Morgan James. His name is David Hancock. He said, let me talk to my friend David or I'll connect you guys through an email. And so that's what he did. I met with David online. We talked. He said, send me your manuscript and boom, 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 boom. And that's <laughs> so awesome. it's all about connections, man. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. That is really awesome. Yeah. I'm, and, I was so thrilled to see that. I would have never had it look like this. Never. 
I mean, and and how it looks on the inside. It's just like this is a this is it's brilliant, and it's just like yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I when I tell people about the book, I say it's a professionally published book, so they they know, so they get the idea that this is just not you know. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Kindle. What is that? Uh, Kindle Direct, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, That's really cool. I mean, you definitely get a little bit more. And so, so now that it's relevant, I'll go there. So, the, so the do- domain I bought today um, is uh, Bible Nerd Press. And so, because I like to write, right? I have three, yeah. non, four, three or four now nonfiction books, and. Um, I'm working on another one at the moment. Um, and I, as far as I know, I'm going to continue writing them uh, because I like to write books. And so I'm like, well, it would kind of be cool to have a publishing company one day that just like you can almost self-legitimize, right? Like why wait yeah. for a publishing company deal to come or whatever when you could just you know write it yourself. But then it's independently published and that sort of has a connotation with it still, unfortunately, that like if it's independently published, it might not be up to par or whatever. And that's largely going to be true. It's like you said, it, it, w- it wouldn't look like this if it, you know, but if you do put the resources of a company behind it, that can change things. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's, it really matters to have, to have those sort of resources and to have something that looks really nice. It's a great presentation. Like you can say, yeah, we've got this thing published and, um, it adds a lot of credibility. So, I mean, way to go. I, I, I saw that and I thought I got to talk, I got to ask him about this because this is really cool. <laughs> Which, I think he, we even talked about it a while back when we were doing the Voxer thing and yeah. I mentioned it and I mentioned, and you, you told me about Kindle direct, which is yeah. a pretty common one. Yeah. That you were using yeah. that. So it was, it was yeah. So it was, it, I wasn't going to use them. I was going to use somebody else, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wound up with them and uh, it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I never definitely, know. if you want, I, I could give you, I could give you David's information. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, why not? Pass it, pass it along. I'll take it. Um, right. But it, but it is, it's a, um, it's, it's good. It's nice that we have these tools and resources, you know, like KDP, um, Kindle direct or, or the other options that are out there. Um, but yeah, to have a little bit more legitimacy behind it and the power, you know, that they bring and the, um, uh, obviously the beautiful design of the book that you've got like on a book like yours where that really matters. Like the design of the book is such a huge thing. Um, when you, when it's a, was supposed to be visually, uh, stimulating. So mm-hmm. it, it's a cool, yeah. it's a cool niche and, um, it's a cool thing. I'm, I'm so glad that happened. Um, so yeah. maybe That's we hand. absolutely one, 100%. So so maybe we shift gears uh, a little bit here. And um, if, if it's not putting you on the spot too much, I, I, I wonder if you have just a few uh, of your favorite maybe devotionals from the book that you could point out. I mean, if you want to share a, a couple, um, one of the ones while you're thinking about that, um, I, 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 I took this note down because I really liked it. Um, it's from the one called Sing for Joy. And um, I forget which section this comes from. I think this section came from the in nature section. Um, So I'm just going to read it. So it says this on cool spring mornings. I like to sit out on our deck to spend time with God on these mornings. Nature sings the birds chirp rambunctious squirrels forage bunnies bounce green covers the ground and leaves begin to emerge on awakening branches covering once naked trees. By the way, great prose, like the actual writing is on point. (laughs) So good. As I sit and pray, I sense that all creation is singing and celebrating God. My heart takes pleasure in creation's song. And 
like so even that is just maybe a, a small glimpse into the kind of thing that you're doing here where you're really making the connection between like yeah the scriptures talk about how the whole the whole earth is like singing the praises of, of the lord and it's like we read that and we hear that and we grow mm -hmm. up in church many of us do knowing that but do we ever really make the connection and literally take two minutes to sit on the porch and listen to creation sing and understand, yeah. Oh, that that's what they were talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, cause we can experience that ourselves today and it could help us connect with God. And that is, that is something that clearly from that devotion that was written from personal experience. Cause that's, sitting on my back deck writing right yeah I, I remember that was oddly enough that was that took place in 2020 when my schedule was a little bit different and i wasn't uh going off to my getting my kids off to school in the morning that would be the biggest thing to prevent mm -hmm. and i didn't have to get them off to school in the morning from april to march april may of that year and i would sit on the deck in the morning and i was just like there's the bunnies bounce and, and all and the birds singing and all the, so yeah. that was personal experience. And a lot of these devotions come from my uh, personal experience. One, uh, one of them, um, uh, and I'm going to think, I'm going to kind of look it up just to make sure I get the chapter sure. right. And I'm yeah. going to just kind of look it up because I can't remember what exactly cha chapter it was. So I'm going to just kind of look it up on my own. Uh, but it was an, it, it was the, the the one is called the, the it's it's called um Del i want to get everything uh correct uh delight and study is that it's 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 number 10 yeah it's yeah uh -huh. delight and study and it says great are the works of the lord they are studied by all who delight in them splendid and majestic is his work and righteous his righteousness endures forever and um just the i wrote again i went into personal experience on that um where i was hiking with my nephew in the colorado mountains and we wanted to go up to the top of a mountain peak but we never got there uh he was not used to doing that kind of stuff he although he was 17 or 18 years old he still never had that but we got to a, a great looking overlook. That was just a great place to say, hey, we accomplished this. We got there and we turned around, come back down. And on the way down, he says to me, he says, we're, as we're back below the tree line, getting into more heavy and heavy woods, he says to me, hey, Uncle Pat, look at that. And there's this elk, this cow elk, just Man. short distance off the trail. And she's just eating grass. Now I had been in the mountains more and i had seen elk before but that was the first time he ever seen an elk an animal that large not with nothing with no cage between him and it you know and he was just like yeah wow and I, and I and i of course i see stuff like that i'm wow and out comes my camera with my <laughs> you know my 300 f4 for photographers who know <laughs> and yeah uh, yeah and uh i started taking pictures of it and we just we delighted in god's creation and that elk and just that moment with that elk. And so I go into that in a little detail and in, in that devotion and just, and talking of, and, and um, 
I go a little farther in the in us section where I talk about, you know, even when we find simple things in nature, uh, we can delight in those things as God is the creator, like a flower, you know, how many people delight in flowers, but don't make that connection back to God. You know, we, we do, you know, people plant them everywhere. And I like to find them when I'm out in the, in the woods. And I, I love seeing wildflowers, which you so commonly walk right by. Don't even, and they're down on the ground or they're not like, you know, flowers we have in the garden where some of them grow, you know, you know, feet yeah. four or five feet high sometimes, but they're, they're out usually low and they're just kind of subtly there, but they're, it's something to delight in. Um, or even a piece of fruit, you know, that's part of God's creation, but a, a piece of fruit that we can taste or, or when I'm out hiking and I've, I've, I've done this before where you pick some berries, some, some, sometimes I've had strawberries and, and huckleberries and other kinds of berries that I knew are edible. You want to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. They'll, t- they'll tell you right away if they're not el- edible anyways, <laughs> you'll be spitting them out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but there are plenty of sweet berries out there and we can delight in these things of God's creation. And even when we go out, you know, just in the trees, this time of year coming up is to like here where I live, the trees are already starting a, a slight color. I know, uh, because we're talking the first week of October. Um, I don't know when you're going to air it, but if that's okay, if that I said when we did the interview. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're they're just starting to turn here. And I know where you live, they'll be turning a little later than where they live. They turn for me, but um, it's just something to delight in. And, and in the fall, uh, I really like the lower sunlight. I know people don't like the days are getting shorter, but the sunlight is yep. is always lower in the sky now, and it yeah. makes it more pretty. It's like you know you're you're close you're in evening all the time because people like evening light in July yeah. and August, but in October, November you're in evening light almost all day long because that sun gets low and and those are just things I delight in. There's so much we can delight in our own kid and and in the creation we experience every day, even if it's in our own backyard, watching the bunnies bounce, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think this is one of the, the killer features, if you will. I mean, if you can call it that of, of your book, because um, like I listen to a lot of stuff. Um, my interests are pretty broad and being in business and stuff. I listen to just a ton of, you know, personal development type stuff. And um, probably the most annoying thing, in that stuff is when people reify evolution or they reify nature or whatever. And what I mean by that is they say, well, evolution gave us this or nature give, gave us this or the unify or the, excuse me, the uh, universe um, does this. Right. And when they do that, um, they don't necessarily mean unwell, um, but, your, you know, your book is a, is a really good reminder to like all these things that we're just sort of used, used to seeing. Some of them we're used to seeing, some of them we're not used to seeing like the elk on the path, you know, we're not all used to just seeing that kind of thing at the same time, like just remembering that all of that stuff does. Uh, and it, it, it's like, it's not only that it doesn't, it, it's that it's meant to point us back to the creator. And, you know, I, I, I guess I feel a little bit of vindication whenever I, I see those things that sort of reify nature and reify evolution and all of that, because you tend to see them 
speaking so highly. Like, let's just use the example of evolution, right? You'll, you'll, you know, people will give credit for how the body heals or for, you know, for, um, you know, cycles and like, like relationships in nature, like symbiotic relationships that like where one organism couldn't survive without another. And they realize the magnificence of this. And so it just feels vapid, right? It feels empty when they say, look at what evolution did or look at what evolution gave us or, or, or whatever. And it's like, it's almost as though, it's almost as though that in their, in their ascribing this miraculous thing to something so unmiraculous as to not even be a conscious process. Like it, it just, even that glorifies God, right. In, in the uh-huh. sense of like, yeah, you're saying these words, but everybody knows it's a lie, right? Like, like yeah. in their heart of hearts. Yeah. And that's what Romans yeah. one talks about, right. In their yeah. heart of hearts, ultimately everybody knows that what you're saying is not good enough. It's just a big fat farce. Um, and yet, you know, you say the words anyway, and, and this is, this is evidence that you, um, you know, that you deep down, you know, who God really is. Um, but you know, you're, you're just not quite getting there. So, um, I appreciate it from that perspective. You you know, I, um, another thing that I'm doing in conjunction with the book, uh, about, about to, to continue on with this idea of drawing near to God, uh, is I'm, beginning to help other photographers draw near to God through nature photography and not even Uh. just photographers with a, with a, with a really fancy camera. They, I don't have my phone next to me, but they can use their phone because a lot of people I'm describing this to are being drawn to it, even though they use their phone. But what I, what, what I, I talk about in my very first session with people and I do is I talk about the benefits of getting outside. Um, and I okay. first start with groundwork of doing more, more physical benefits where that comes from. Cause you know, I wanted to I start with this, the concrete, and I move more towards the personal and the abstract. And, and then I go into the spiritual, which is both concrete and personal. And when I'm talking about in the spiritual section part, and this is only like, the first 10 minutes of my first talk that I, that I do this, but I go, I go into it and I talk about the spiritual benefits. And one of the spiritual benefits is being outside creates a feeling when we go to these places, it creates a feeling of awe, you know, like, Oh, uh, you know, we just have this yeah. feeling of wonder and awe. And there's actually, cause when we look at a mountain, you know, from the Valley or from that mountain top, we look down on the Valley, we get this sense of like, wow and it's the sense of awe you know we get awesome from real awe and when we feel this experience of awe it actually changes the chemistry in our brain so where i'm going to with that was what you were saying about evolution why in the world would we have a chemical change in our brain when we're in awe where would that come from evolutionary i mean they'll probably come up with some mumble jumble line but with the, the logic exactly, that's a great there. point and and it's just we have awe because god put it in us to to be ultimately in awe of him and when we see those things they're pointing to god like who are you in awe to you're in awe to the universe as you were talking about if you don't know god you're in awe to the rock uh-huh. 
wait a minute, how could you be in awe to an inanimate, impersonal thing that's less than you are because it doesn't do anything? <laughs> you know, so it's just like, yeah. So that's to your it's point. It's always fascinating. Yeah. And that's, and I, it's kind of part of my laying the groundwork of how people could draw near to God through their nature photography is when nature photography, what do we do with that sense of awe when we take pictures and, and how we can explore that more. Yeah. And it creates a beta, greater sense of awe. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, We'll talk more about that in just a minute, but I, I was curious if you had one or two more just uh, of the devotionals that you particularly liked, or uh, maybe yeah. just one more would be fine for time's well, sake, maybe. Well, here's here's one everybody can experience, uh, relate to too, and it's this is the, this is day twenty one, um, and it's uh, there's a picture on that on the on the page for that with a uh, of a of a mountain lake and a sky before yeah. pre dawn. And the skies, the clouds are kind of red and it's blue and it's lake. And, it, and the verse is from 1 Kings 8.27, which says, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house which I have built. And that is, there's a big, that's from, uh, like I said, 1 Kings chapter, chapter 8. But going back to chapter 7, Solomon has just completed the temple. And they're bringing the ark into the holy of holies, and Solomon was saying, you know, the pre, you know, how we know that God put His presence in the ark and in the holies of holies, and Solomon knew that, but yet he also knew better, and he quoted mm. this, you know, how could I, you know, nothing here actually contains you. There's a little bit of your presence there, you know, and and. And yeah. you know, it's the Holy of Holies, we can't go into it except for the priest on the one day a year and that kind of thing. But he really knew that God cannot be contained. Um, and when we look, you know, out at the, so going, that's kind of the context, but then we go into the in nature where I describe how, you know, we look at this blue sky, you know, everybody can look at the blue sky, the distant sky. And maybe at night we need to get away from the city to look at the stars. But, you know, just going mm -hmm. back to that, that blue sky, we can see that there's something, it just, it transcends, it gives, it transcends, it gives our mind an idea of the transcendent, which we can't ultimately really grasp that God is way out there. But that blue sky for us looks kind of endless. It's just, where does that yeah. go? What is it? And, and in, in that transcendent, it teaches us of his transcendence, which is, I mentioned that it's one of, cause you'll get into this. It's one of the attributes of God and it's his incommunable yeah. uh, attributes of God because only God could possess, possess it. Like, you know, correct. There are attributes of God that we can have such as love, but some we can't have like omnipresence and, and things like that and, and just transcendence. And I talk, I talk about that, but then I bring that home in us is that, you know, that God that is, you know, can't dwell on earth anywhere. You know, if we look at Romans, uh, I mean, Acts 17 with Paul on Mars Hill, you know, you guys got all this temple for this and temple for that. But yeah, but God, that God who transcends also comes and meets us where we're at. He comes yeah. to us. Well, he came down in the form of Jesus. You know, Jesus, the son of God came. Uh, 
and we got to have that second person of the Trinity right here in us, you know, well, not you and me, but people 2000 years ago, but that same God still comes to us in his spirit and is with us. You know, he's, he walks alongside of us yet. He's, he's out there, but he's in here and he's right (laughs) here, you know? And, and so, yeah, that's, you know, just, so. And so that's another one. Again, you know that, but like, you forget that something as simple as looking at the night sky or, you know, can teach you that, right. Can teach you about how God is near, how he's present within you, but then also how he's impossible to contain. Um, and he's, he's, he's big enough to solve every problem. And yet he's uh, close enough to provide comfort in every situation, you know, and to, Uh um, you know, to guide you through life. And yeah, no, that's a, that is quite an amazing lesson. Um, Okay, so uh, just like as we're starting to wrap up here, um, you already mentioned a couple of your websites, which I would like for you to mention again because I definitely want people to um, know where to find you, et cetera. Um, but I have, I have what I think is, is kind of a two-part question. Uh, uh, question number one is are you – and maybe you're not, and that's okay, but like are you doing any speaking or do you plan to do any speaking for like – because it seems – Again, it seems to me that like going into churches and sharing about this kind of thing is actually a really cool idea. So I guess I'm just kind of personally curious if you want to do that ever again or if you're planning on that. Uh, but then the secondary thing is, yeah, like what's next? Like where do you go from here? Are, are you, do you have any other books in the works, any, any other things that you're thinking about along these same themes? Because um, you definitely have a unique niche here. So just kind of curious about your future plans and, and where everybody can keep up with what you have going on. Yeah, well, the, the the idea of drawing near to God through nature photography is something I've been exploring for several months now, and I've done some some online uh, uh, work with people where I where, I've, mm-hmm. where I mentioned what my, my the, how that uh, bit about you know that the feeling of awe how yeah. that from one of my that's from my first uh, part one I guess of of my my drawing near to God through nature photography and that, that I've done that online, but now I'm also, I've got my first retreat set up and that's a, that that's cool. going to happen in April. And I'm looking to set up more retreats. Um, and that's, it's, I'm, I live in Nebraska. So that mm-hmm. I got my little, where is it right here? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it says Nebraska on it. Cause that's, that's where I live. Not that I was, you know, but it just happened to be on this shirt I had on today. Um, yeah. But uh, um, it's not a big red one though. It's not a, you. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. like to talk yeah. about the football team too much though. Not but anyways, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, going on with that, that's my first retreat. I'm looking to set up more as well as speaking at churches to uh, instead of bringing the people coming to the retreat, I can go to the church and and speak about how people can connect through God through nature photography. And I and I when I was formulating this idea, I thought, oh, these people who camera buffs will like it. But not, the more I kind of talk with people about it and spread the word about it, people who just like taking pictures with their phones are fascinated by this. And it's almost they're becoming my biggest audience. Wow. Although I I still have the people who who have their nice cameras. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, because, you know, everybody has one 
and we're all distracted by so much in the world today and what's going on. And this gives people an opportunity to walk away from that and to connect with God by using their camera, which part of that is I talk about wonder and I'm just going to briefly touch on this. And when we wonder, um, we wonder that, that, that when we leave the distractions in life and get to the outside, we can be free to wonder a bit more. And as we wonder, we even leave, leave those distractions all the more as we begin to wonder and think about God, those distractions fade away. And when we have a camera, we take it and we point it at something and we could do it really quick and just take a picture and move on. But when we are deliberate about taking that picture and wondering about what we're photographing and what that tells me about God and why did he create that? And why am I attracted to it? When we begin to wonder about these things, it helps us draw near to God. And that's, yeah, kind of what we're, we're getting at the, with these retreats and, and just how that can lead to moments with God and those moments with God will make a memory because our photographs then become a visual, a, a visual journal. And I know I can yeah. look back at the photograph. Just speaking of that time with my nephew, I got that photograph of that elk in my book. And when I look at that photograph, not only do I see this elk, I remember that hike with my nephew. And I yeah. remember the, the, Often, if it's just a that's a that's a person to person one, but oftentimes when I photograph something, it's a me to God, and I remember that moment with God as well. That's so, beautiful, and, man. Yeah, and you asked about the the website. Well, the website is my my website's visualverse.thecreationspeaks.com, um, and there you can find out more. There's a link across the top that talks about. Um, um, the just the, the photo retreats that I'm beginning to work on. So someone could click yeah. on that, see that. And also the book is for sale on my website as well as anywhere you'd like to buy books online. It's there. Awesome. It's a paperback and ebook ebook versions are available. And you could go wherever that favorite place is. If you don't want to go to my website, you can go there. Of course my website yeah. I have a, a discount. <laughs> it's a little cheaper there, but uh, yep, that's kind of funny, right? But uh, no, it, that's great. I mean, yeah, go 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 buy the book for sure. I mean, for sure. Step one, go buy the book. Um, it makes a great Christmas uh, present. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it would make a great Christmas present, wouldn't it? So yeah. that's coming up soon. So yeah. Um, get buy. How about this? The only thing better than buying one book is buying five. So yeah. Um, and I got it on my I, website. I got a discount for ten or more. So oh, cool. Okay, yeah. that's perfect. Well, the only thing better than buying five is buying ten. <laughs> ten so go right. to go to Pat's website, grab ten of the books, use them as Christmas yeah. gifts. I actually think that's free. Or something about get ten, get one. Get buy nine, get one free. I think is what it is. So oh, okay, yeah, perfect. Right. So there you go. Um, so you should uh, most certainly do that. Um, it looks like an absolutely beautiful book. I, I have the digital version but pat showed you the other one uh, the physical and i'm sure that's great um and the retreats what a cool idea so just to be real clear so i know so you got the book you got the retreats uh coming up that's that's really cool um now are you still doing the like do you offer like a standalone like online class or something like that or not at this time uh it's in the i have done some things some classes but they've been through another uh organization and yeah. so it was through somebody but i'm i'm gonna 
I'm working on building something independent where people can do that through me. And I would announce those through my websites and sign up. Uh, cause I, I realized cool. I can't get everywhere and people can't, <laughs> people can't yeah. go where I'm at sometimes. Yeah. But the, sure. the people who have taken the ones online have, have really appreciated them. Cool. Okay. So, so, so that's, that's in the works that's coming. So be on, be on the lookout for that. That way you could sort of, uh, uh, yeah, go, just go join Pat's email list and go check out his websites. And then I'm sure he'll tell you about everything that's coming up there. Um, but I would just, I just want to, I guess a parting salvo here of the, of like, let me encourage you to do this. And I need to take my own advice here and do this too, and actually go through the devotional and use it as it's intended to be used, like add it to my morning routine or something and over coffee, like engage with, um, uh, engage with God's word. And I think, look, I think God would give you permission. Okay. For your, for your daily Bible reading. What if for the next, uh, however many days, how, how many days are there? Are there a hundred? Um, how many, how many days are there in the devotional? Oh, it's 40 days, 40 days, 40. Okay. Use 40 that spiritual days. number. <laughs> there you go. That is perfect. Right. For the next 40 days, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure God would not mind. Even if you had to substitute your regular morning routine, you know, read, a, re, just go through Pat's devotional. Cause he's got the Bible verse right there. He explains the context. It's real great. So if worse comes to worse, do that, engage with uh, nature and the Bible for the next 40 days or so. And um, I, I definitely don't think you will regret it. I think you'll come away uh, even more deeply appreciative of, uh, of God and his creation and, um, a kind of a new way to yeah. experience it and so i'm excited about it for you um yeah no i yeah. appreciate you coming on pat it's been this Thanks. has been hey, and uh, Steve, pretty great and, and you know you said you get bored out in nature but i encourage you to go out there more often because you say you think you get these ideas and you got to go take care of them uh yeah. i mentioned how in my my first presentation with drawing near in photography and all that, that I talk about the physical benefits. And one of the physical benefits of getting outside is it makes us more creative. So that's why you get all yeah. those thoughts when you get outside. There you <laughs> go. No, more, you know, there you go. I got you. You know, I agree. I, uh, I did. I'm actually, I'm a couple, I'm a couple weeks. I've, I fell off the wagon of doing a morning walk because it went away for a week and then you know how that goes. But I, I had done for about 45 days straight. I had done a, um, well, I'll tell you what it was is the kids started school back and everybody has to wake up earlier and it makes the mornings are a little bit more hectic. But for about uh -huh. 45 days over the summer, I was doing a walk wow. every morning. Great. And oh, that's it's so helpful. I definitely felt more creative. I would all the time like take notes of this thing or that idea that I thought about. And so um, it was great for the mental relaxation. I mean, literally getting out in nature is great for stress relief. It lowers your cortisone levels. Um you know, it's, 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 it's fantastic on many counts. And so if you're doing that, especially with the idea of appreciating God's creation, that just makes it all the, all the better. Right. Yep. Yes. So very good. All right, my friend. Um, any last words? Uh, no, I think, uh, that's yeah, uh, covered it all. All right. Yeah. That's beautiful. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me on this one and uh, everybody go buy the book, uh, wherever books are sold. Yes. And, uh, oh, let me, Hey, let me, um, mention this because you're, if you search for Pat Mingarelli, you're not going to find it. I know because I tried. So you have to search for your full, your full name, which Pasquale. is Pasquale, Pasquale Mingarelli. 
if you want me to spell okay. the whole thing, I can, or are you just going to put it in the show notes? Or I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the notes. That'll be fine. Just, just, yeah, search yeah. for drawing near and it should just come up with that. Um, but you'll see it under Pasquale Mingarelli. So just don't, don't it, that's the same nice guy. Italian it's, it's name. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice and Italian. I, Pat is a lot easier to say. So, oh man. <laughs> All yeah. right, my friend, take care. And, uh, All right, take we'll care. See you soon. Bye.